saw the Rampa Khan? Yes! Well, it was the best of those movies. <laughs> Your work on anti-electron collisions is unparalleled, and I'm a huge fan of the way you lose control and turn into an enormous green rage monster. Thanks. Offer me money. Yes. Power to promise me that. All that I have and more. Please, offer me everything I ask for. Anything you want. Skies. Hi, welcome to Montucky Skies. I'm Biggs. I'm Brandon. And I'm Jimmy Simpson. Jimmy Simpson? <laughs> Jimmy Simpson. You're going to have to help me out here. Who is Jimmy Simpson? <laughs> uh, well, you'd know me best as uh, Liam McPoyle from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> oh, <in> Westworld. <laughs> right? Westworld, that's right. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I am so on the Westworld train. As We're actually, I got a little bit slotted for Westworld, so... Perfect. We, I'm ready to talk some Westworld. Nice, nice. Uh, so starting out, like, so first off, it's our 300th episode. Fuck yeah, 300. Woo! Mm-hmm. And Woo! because it's our 300th episode, this is the this is where we're actually going to announce we're just going to do Facebook Live every single week now. This is actually going to hey. be a thing. And when I'm comfortable enough with the videos, we'll have a YouTube channel. But we're not quite there yet. <laughs> <laughs> It's got to be like high quality before I, I mix into that revenue market, right? But, oh, definitely. But we've got two uh, annual traditions going on today. The first is it's the 2013 fourth annual Biggie Awards, of which you weren't there for the last one, Zach, but you were there for the first one. And That's correct. I was there for the first one, and I believe I won an award at the last one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think from Adrian, if I'm not from mistaken, Adrian. that had nothing to do with me. That was a Harrison Cup, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, okay, so, um, so that's the first tradition. The second tradition is, if you think back, there's been, pretty much since you've been on the show, Zach, one of our teams is in the Super Bowl every year. That's true. Yeah. Every single year. Isn't that fucking crazy? Because like it's it's your team this year. Last year was your team, right? Yeah. The year before, I think, was your team again, Zach. Sure was. The year before was Brandon when he fell down the steps. Yep. And the year before <laughs> that was me. <laughs> See, the thing is, you guys think that's crazy. I root for the Patriots, so I know it's not crazy at all. My team no. is pulling most of the weight. But it's crazy that in those blank years, our teams picked up the slack. That's all. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> Although I think you became the the first one to actually win a Super Bowl. Is that right? Yeah. 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 And that's then that. Brandon continued it. So if that tradition continues, you'll win this year. But the 49ers aren't going to win next year. There's no <laughs> way. I don't have enough reason to be smug. No. <laughs> <laughs> So did you want any kind of two-minute drill or anything? That That is a tradition. Like, you advanced. I, mean, I actually, when we were talking about me coming over this episode, I really did think about running the two-minute drill. But then I realized the past, like, 15 years have been the Patriots' two-minute drill. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know what else I can add at this point. Like, yeah, we have the greatest coach of all time, the greatest quarterback of all time, and the handsomest wide receiver of all time. I is he the handsomest wide receiver of all time though? He is if you're me specifically. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> well, do you guys want to start into the the Biggie Awards and just get everything started? 
yeah, let's get this ball rolling. And then uh, next episode for 301, will you do a believable badass or bullshit for the biggies? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we might have to do that next episode. <laughs> Brandon will have to. You're, you're in charge of putting that one together. <laughs> I'm too close to it. <laughs> All right, here we go. I feel like somebody's getting sued. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, full disclosure, I can't hear the music, and I genuinely wasn't sure if we were all just being quiet for a minute. <laughs> no, it's the 2013 fourth annual Biggie Awards, starring me, Biggie, and Brandon. Hold on, let me get, I, I think my microphone's off. Can you guys, you guys hear, hear me now? now? All right, here we go. <laughs> So the first award is best TV show that I watch with my wife. Number one, Westworld. Number two, Game of Thrones. Number three, Baskets. Number four, Stranger Things. Number five, The Night Of. Number six, Orange is the New Black. Honestly, I'm kind of pulling for a weird Baskets upset here. Baskets? Have you seen Baskets yet? I've seen commercials for baskets. <laughs> you and most of America, dude. <laughs> I haven't even seen commercials for baskets. Dude, it is fucking, this show, like, is so good. Like, if you like Louie, it's, like, right up your alley. Because, like, first off, it's written by Louis C.K., Zach Galifianakis, or as I used to call him, Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> I used to always put in that extra syllable, and now I get tortured when I go back to old episodes and listen to it. <laughs> But uh, and then it's also got Louis Anderson playing his mom, and Louis won a fucking Emmy yeah. for it, Emmy Award winner Louis Anderson. Yeah, and Damn I am right. And I thought like I don't know, like at first I thought he was like transitioning or something for the show, maybe because of like transparent, like getting all of the uh, the acclaim in years past. But now he's just straight up playing a woman, and he kind of kills it. Like he's the best actor on the show somehow. <laughs> Zach Galifianakis plays two characters. He plays his Baskets character, who's kind of, um, he's a little bit of a dick, just a little bit. And then he also plays his twin brother, who's a total fucking dick. And for some (laughs) reason, his twin brother has a southern accent and is a successful businessman. I don't know why. (laughs) The show is amazing. It's so funny. Here's what I love about Baskets, having not seen a second of it. The more I learn about it, the less sense it makes to me. Dude, it makes zero sense. It's great. <laughs> and it's it's one of those shows, too, where, like, um, you know, like, the funnier episodes of Louie where they're funny, but they have the drama, but yeah. they're definitely funny? Like, it's like those episodes. Like, so far, I haven't seen an episode where it's just flat-out drama, but there's a lot of drama and humor mixed in. It's just real good, man. Like, in fact, I think it has a potential to be better than Louis C.K.'s show. So, oh, that is high praise. Yeah, I'm just saying it has the potential. It's not there yet. It's not there yet, but it's but right. it could be. Yeah, it could be. Like, I think two seasons from now, it very well could be. And that's amazing because Louis C.K. has mastered the art of TV shows that bum you out. <laughs> <laughs> Like, really funny TV shows that just bum you out. That's kind of true, because I was all like, I don't know if I'm a big fan of the Chris Rock show. It kind of bummed me out, and he totally Uh wrote for that. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, I actually didn't see it when it was brand new at all. I didn't have HBO. I was poor during that period. But uh, <laughs> we should get to the award winner. So the award winner is The Night Of. Oh, wow. The Night, Night Of. of. Dude, the night of was fantastic, and I feel like I didn't do it enough praise on the podcast before. It's just, it's a fucking, it's a powerhouse of a show. I'm not gonna get full on into it because we only we got so many biggies to hand out and some Beardsleys. Do we have some Zacharys to hand out too? Um, more on that later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, what that means is I uh, since you brought up that idea, I've been furiously googling potential things to give awards for. <laughs> so you're sort of still working on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is happening in the background. They're tallying the votes as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tight race, dude. They might lose on the electoral vote right now. <laughs> like, oh, that made me laugh and sad. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's just like baskets. <laughs> no, but the night of is great. I've never seen a show where somebody like smuggled heroin and then like in his ass and then out of his ass and have it be so dramatic before. <laughs> and then seeing that dude on a tentpole movie like Rogue One, it's just fucking it's mind boggling, dude. Like way to go HBO. I hope there's another season. I know it's a mini series, but they're talking about turning it into a show now. So, and it's got a good what if because like. Uh, what's his face who played Tony Soprano? Uh, he was supposed to be the main character in it, the lawyer. Uh, That's right. That Turturro winds up playing, and he filmed the pilot, and then they had to reshoot the pilot, obviously. But uh, and a- Gandolfini would have made that such a different show. Yeah, have you seen it? Have you watched Night of? Um, I've seen the pilot, and then I just sort of fell off because there's so many goddamn shows now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, there sure is. <laughs> Well, definitely, <laughs> definitely hang in on that show because there's so many like twists and turns and shit that like it, it's riveting when you get into it. Like that first episode, a little bit long too, but then they're uh-huh. all like a tight fifty-five after that. <laughs> 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 like the fir- but the first episode is like, isn't it like ninety minutes? I think it's like a full ninety. Yeah, it's like a full feature-length movie. Yeah, so. Anyway, so so that's that's the best TV show that I watch with my wife. Um, this, this is, is best, best TV, TV show, show that, that I started watching alone and then wound up watching with my wife. Because there's a lot of TV this year, guys. <laughs> there sure is. So uh, the nominees are Luke Cage, Ash vs. Evil Dead, Son of Zorn, Archer, and Vice Principals. You guys got anything to throw in on any of those? All great shows. Nothing, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that that Skype delay, dude. I never know. Yeah, that Skype delay is screwing me. <laughs> uh, so the winner is Vice Principals. Uh, oh, the, the crowd doesn't like it. Oh, there it is. Oh. It's just a delayed clapping. It's just a delayed clapping. All right. <laughs> I'm just letting you know the sound effects, and you can't hear it. You know. <laughs> I like how you said letting me know the sound effects. I just uh, just realized there are in fact sound effects happening. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there sure is. And you just got a bunch of laughter, Zach. <laughs> Can laughter, yay! All right. So the winner is Luke Cage. 
I mean, my wife wasn't totally on board because she only saw the last two episodes, but like I was totally on board, and that's all that matters. That show is fucking phenomenal. Did you you saw Luke Cage, right, Zach? Of course I saw Luke Cage. Yeah, see, I couldn't remember because we recorded four different podcasts when you were here last time and only one made it because I was drunk. <laughs> yeah, we got progressively drunker each try. <laughs> yeah. uh, something on my computer. Oh, there's an ad playing. Sorry about that. Oh, uh, couldn't hear if it. If you're curious what the name of that ad was, it was uh, Radio Show Talks About Cats. <laughs> so That's amazing. <laughs> So what what do you think about Luke Cage? How would you put it with all the superhero shows out there? Um, I mean, out of just like the Marvel Netflix shows, I'd put it first half. Um, I'd rank its first half probably second, and then I'd rank its second half either last or second to last. Okay. That's interesting that you split it by halves because I kind of agree in a way. Like, I thought the first half was, like, the best superhero show I've ever seen. I thought the second half was good, but it was, like, not as good as the first half. Once they swap in Diamondback for Cottonmouth, it all fell apart for me. He was just too, like, cartoony and... Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant uh, Diamondback. (laughs) <laughs> or whatever the first one was Cottonmouth, yeah yeah Cotton he mouth. was he was badass he was a great, he was great. and now he's an academy award nominee yeah they they killed him off too soon in that show so but i i still there was things i enjoyed in the show but yeah the villain definitely took a step down because it became i don't know like it became plausible at the start and then it was very implausible with the other villain you know what i mean yeah. just which is fine and i'm fine with implausible in my superhero stuff like i'm not about to pretend that superheroes are like the most plausible thing in the world but once you pick a lane you got to stay in it yeah and that's the thing like in all these netflix shows are going for gritty and and a little more real so it's like that that just sort of fell apart as i like step away from it and look back at it but you know I, the first half was fucking amazing. So yeah, those first like six or seven episodes are fantastic. Did you get to watch any Luke Cage yet? I've watched four or five episodes. Okay, so you got started on it. Yeah. What are you thinking so far? It's entertaining. Oh. I I don't know what to think of the entire series yet because I haven't been through it yet. Yeah. Fair enough. And it's one of those things my wife wants no part of. So <laughs> That's so ironic because if she saw Mike Coulter with her shirt off, she would be fucking in. <laughs> like there's, there's no getting around it. Okay, but we got biggies to give out here, so let's, let's move on to the next one here. So, <clears throat> best TV show that I watch all alone and my wife wants no part of. First candidate. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Next, last week tonight with John Oliver. Then the Flash, which I have done a run on lately. Nice. Uh, Supergirl. Ha, run. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize I made that joke. <laughs> Supergirl and Rick and Morty. Do you guys got any Ooh. thoughts on any of these nominees here? To me, there's two clear front runners. I love is is that the flash and you're making your front runner joke? <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, I'm not that clever. 
Uh, to me, the front runners are always Sonny and Rick and Morty with uh, a hat tip to John Oliver. But last week tonight with John Oliver is so different from the rest of the shows that I have a hard time comparing it. Yeah. What yeah. do you think, Brandon? How are you going? I really like most of those ep- or shows. Supergirl's probably the lowest on that list. Mm. I I start out strong, and then the more I watch it, the more I fall out of that show. I've heard second season is like way better than the first, but I haven't gotten that far yet. It's so funny. I have ones on here that like I'm not even in the season that they're <laughs> in. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch. I didn't watch the most current season of Flash or Supergirl. I'm just fucking. I'm talking about <laughs> second season of Flash, first season of Supergirl. They're fucking solid. It's the biggies, dude. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I can put Cheers up if I want to. No, actually, um, so these are all great shows, and I love them all. I have to go with Rick and Morty. I just like because I binge watched every one after Brandon was like hammering me for two years to watch them. And it fucking delivered, dude. It has so many mind-bending episodes that I love. Although the Flash is starting to get into that too. Where I'm watching it with my girls and they're like, what is going on? Who is that? Are they in Earth 1 or are they in Earth 2? Like, Wait till are you we get in current to time or season. past time? Yeah. The third <laughs> season it like takes that up to another level. Yeah, I love that, dude. Because <laughs> you're like, you're like need a flow chart and some string. Like, who the hell's Pepe Silva? <laughs> <laughs> Is that actually a character, Pepe Silva? It's an always, it's a always sunny joke. Oh. I don't remember yeah, that. Yeah, Pepe one. Silvia was behind everything. Oh. Back when Charlie was doing his uh, uh, Serpico thing when he worked in the mailroom. Was he screaming? Oh, of course. <laughs> he was smoking. He's always the best when he screams. Okay, but we got more biggies to, to hand out, so let's move on here. So this is worst tv show that my wife watches and i try to ignore by editing the alien movie project or commenting on facebook <clears throat> so the nominees are keeping up with the kardashians mob wives total divas the bachelor and the bachelorette guys you got any thoughts on this i'm sure your wife watches a few of these, right my wife watches none of that oh nice you you got a significant other that watches any of this, Zach, or do you watch any of this? Uh, I do not significant other. Uh, run, sorry, I had a little bit of a delay. Read me some of the first ones again. I definitely heard Bachelor and Bachelorette. Okay, Total Divas, Mob Wives, and Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Okay, um, no one I know watches Mob Wives, and if they did, I would no longer know them. <laughs> so I'm going out. Um, Total Divas, I actually, I don't know if my brother watches it, but I know he has watched it. (laughs) Um, I can actually believe that. (laughs) And then Bachelor and Bachelorette are some of the greatest comedies of our times. And I highly recommend both of them, especially if you can make a drinking game or regular gambling out of them. (laughs) Well, apparently Connor's going to be upset because the winner is Total Divas. But he should be happy because it, Total Divas got a biggie, right? Yeah, Total Divas. They can't take that from anybody. That's right. Like, who cares? Who cares why they got a biggie award, right? It doesn't matter. It's just a matter that they competed and won. All right, let's move on. Best new movie that I saw. So I have to quantify that because I know that there's stuff like Moonlight that's supposed to be super good. 
and I haven't seen Moonlight because I live in Helena and we didn't get it. <laughs> we didn't get a lot of movies, guys. So here's what I saw. Captain America Civil War, Star Wars Rogue One, Miles Ahead, Hail Caesar, and Keanu. And by the way, I had to go to L.A. to see Hail Caesar with Zach. Like, <laughs> that's true. There was no way you would have gotten to see that in Helena. That's right. So and, any thoughts on any of these movies? Have you gotten to see Keanu yet? I did see Keanu. What'd you think? I thought it was pretty hilarious. It it was a lot of fun. It's like a good kind of playoff of like eighties and nineties action comedies, right? Yeah. Plus Key and Peel are real fun. <laughs> Have you seen any and of these, Zach? Other goddamn than- kitty. I've seen all of them. <laughs> all of them? Well, what's your thoughts, Every- dude? Break it down. Um, all of them, great time at the theater, super fun, very entertaining. Um, I don't think any of them would make my best of the year, but I would never want to go back and unsee any of them. So I support whichever one wins. Okay, so the winner is Keanu. I loved Keanu, dude. It just made me laugh. And I love that. Pour one out for George Michael real quick. <laughs> What's that? Pour one out for George Michael real quick. Um, okay, I'm going to pour it off camera and... <laughs> it's gone dude it's gone you can't see it in the skype camera but it's gone or can you you probably can <laughs> damn it <laughs> yeah anywho moving on we got more biggies to give out so best destruction of one of my vehicles so as you guys <laughs> as you guys may not know uh i literally bought my fifth car today and uh so yeah this is totally a biggie award because it's something that's been happening this year a lot uh 2005 dodge caravan sideswiped by a drunk driver at one in the morning caused the wheel well to cave and driver's side door unable to open 2002 ford taurus sideswiped by the same drunk driver causing the same damage plus engine damage oh my god (laughs) 2001 Ford Windstar shot fuel pump. 2001 Ford Windstar hit by someone going way too fast in a residential area, damaging my wheel well two weeks after the fuel pump went, and I finally got enough money to fix it. And 2004 Grand Prix driver's side tire exploding, taking out my entire front end of the car, nearly killing my wife and causing my entire family to have to walk everywhere in the snow for two weeks. Anybody got a front runner on this one? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, it sounds like you saved the most intense for last. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you got to guess, like, am I going to go with the most intense one? Am I going to go with the least intense one? Is it somewhere in between? Well, Biggs, I've always said you're an intense man, and I'm going to stick with it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in this particular case, we're going to go with the first one. It was the first one by seconds. The 2005 Dodge Caravan sideswiped by a drunk driver at 1 in the morning, causing the wheel well to cave and driver's side door unable to open. Because, you know, you always remember your first. (laughs) It was my first by a few seconds, so... Yeah, it was amazing. This drunk driver like hit five out of six cars on our block. Uh, That's almost impressive, but I mean, got to do- dock points for not hitting all six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the the fifth one, you can tell you can tell the weight because so a tow truck had to like pull 
the cars apart like they were fucking meshed together like he got out of the car and just walked straight out as a neighbor screamed at him and uh like he basically swerved around the fifth car i guess so that he could t-bone the sixth car that's pretty much what happened wow <laughs> yeah it's really impressive but let's move on we got we got two more awards oh actually maybe this is a good time to do a beardsley and i'll give zach a little bit more time to to come up with his stuff here all right perfect because i've got one award when you guys are ready the first beardsley of the night hold on we gotta we gotta get you uh your uh <clears throat> your speaking mic the craziest, craziest moments of 2016 okay your nominees are Harambe was killed. Donald Trump is elected president of the United States. Oof. Abraham Glenn died. The Walking Dead. Hodor dies. Game of Thrones. So I don't like Trump and I don't want to give him any kind <laughs> of award. So I'm going to go with Hodor. That is literally what I was going to say. I ride for Hodor on and your winner for the craziest moment is Hodor dies, Game of Thrones. Yes. Uh, so sad, but so glad it's not Trump. Me too. And Brandon, we know you so well. <laughs> and Hodor <laughs> needs a biggie. Or well, Beardsley. <laughs> Beardsley. <laughs> what, was the, what was the reason for Hodor winning? Was it because he held the door? Because he's a hell of a man. <laughs> I actually got my brother a Hodor doorstop for Christmas. That's a true story. I'm not making that up. So, <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, okay, do you got any other Beardsleys, or is it just the one? I got one more I'm saving for a little later. A little later in the show? Zach, you got any Zacharys to hand out, or should we come back to you? I've got only one Zachy to give okay. for this episode. Uh, do you want me to do it now, or should we save it? You can do it now. Um, yeah, I, I, hopefully the audience will hear you, because I can't put your echo effect into it okay i'll get a little closer to my mic we'll see if we can make this work um so i don't know about you guys but uh in the midst of all this trump stuff i really only have two emotions anymore and those are deeply depressed and fumingly irate those are the only two things i have left to feel and so i've chosen a zaki award to give that will hopefully turn my frown upside down because I, I really thought high school was going to be the most emo I'd ever be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only laughing because uh, I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, without any further ado, this is the Zaki Award for the headline that made me smile the most in 2016. And we have seven nominees. The first nominee from UPI.com on February 26th, 2016. Poll. 38% of Florida voters believe Ted Cruz could be the Zodiac killer. <laughs> well, his dad killed JFK, right? <laughs> That's right. Um, from OregonLive.com on uh, March 9th, 2016. Lawmakers sick after drinking raw milk to celebrate legalizing raw milk. <laughs> I actually go to that website a lot, too, because they have blazer coverage. <laughs> I'm going to have to check out that raw milk one. 
<laughs> That's seriously, if you had done that in that game you invented, the real or the onion, I would have guessed the onion, too. <laughs> oh, of course. All of these, by the way, would be contenders for real or the onion. Every single one of these. Um, our next nominee from Omaha.com on August 22nd, 2016. Omaha dad finds pot brownies, eats four of them, says mean things to cat. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, from Cleveland's fox8.com on August 27th, 2016. Teenager on the run responds to police on Facebook, asks them to use better picture of her. <laughs> <laughs> that took me a minute. <laughs> uh, this is from theguardian.com on September 15th of 2016. Man arrested for speeding in DeLorean at 88 miles an hour. Oh, how'd they um, get him? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, before I tell you how they got him, let me give you the subheadline. Nigel Mills claims he wasn't trying to time travel, but simply took his car for a bit of a runaround. <laughs> and just happened to stop at 88. <laughs> <laughs> just happened to be at 88. Um where he was he going, was he shouldn't have used roads. That's all that I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> all right, our final two nominees. This is from WPXI.com on December 14th, 2016. Pilot congratulates passengers for drinking all the alcohol on plane. <laughs> <laughs> it's Wade Boxstyle, baby. <laughs> okay, and so I'll this is what I want to ask. Is this yeah. like is this an intercontinental flight or is this like Sacramento to LA flight? Like what is this? <laughs> Unfortunately, again, this is a headline only thing. Did not read the article. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. So anyone who wants to find out can uh, go to that website and look into it. We're doing kind of a we had a good life thing here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is our final nominee from Christmas Day, December 25th, 2016 at the Independent .co.uk Christmas service accidentally prints words to Tupac's Hail Mary instead of Carol. <laughs> How does that accidentally happen? <laughs> it makes me so happy that it did. I don't believe this for a second. What do you think, Brandon? Who's, who's going to take home the Zachary? I'm hoping for Tupac. For Tupac? I'm going to go with raw milk, dude. <laughs> I love the raw milk one. You guys made great choices. Those were both in the final three candidates. But to me, there was only one clear winner. From Omaha.com, Omaha dad finds pot brownies, eats four of them, <laughs> says mean things to cat. <laughs> well, he's from Omaha. That's got to be... <laughs> It's got to be really <laughs> cruel, right? <laughs> so for anyone who is bummed out in this uh, horrifying fascist world we find ourselves in, just remember, it's still okay to eat four pot brownies and be mean to your pets. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Moving on. <clears throat> Best podcast of 2017. Aaron Donaldson for That's Debatable, Season 2, Episode 8, Marvel vs. DC, starring Zach Lake and Bruce. Uh, Nailed it. Yeah. Kate and Aaron Donaldson for Alien Movie Project, Episode 61, Flash Gordon, guest starring me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Brandon Beardsley and Biggs for Montucky Skies, episode 284, guest starring Zach Lakenbruch. Am I saying your name right? Is it Lakenbruch? It is uh, Lockenbrook. Lockenbrook. Okay. But actually, we can roll with Lakenbruch. I kind of like the sound of it. Lockenbrook? Lakenbruch. I spelled your name forever wrong. I'm not going to do it with the pronunciation, too, Zach. It's been too much. <laughs> All right, Biggs for Biggs on Film, Episode 5, Raiders of the Lost Ark, guest starring Brandon Beardsley. And Matthew Campbell and Dub Campbell for We Had a Good Life, Episode 200, Half Christmas Omnibus, guest starring Biggs and about 37 other people. <laughs> so, any, any guesses on this one? I'm up for a lot of biggies, guys. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm beginning to suspect the Russians might have rigged this award show. <laughs> Does anybody have a guess where I'm going? I think Biggs might win one. Yeah? Yeah, you think I might win one this time? What do you think, Zach? Uh, I think it's going to be you and about 37 other people with Matt and Dub. That was good, and it almost won, but in the end, it was Aaron Donaldson for That's Debatable, Season 2, Episode 8, Marvel vs. DC, starring Zach Lakenbrook. Is that right? So close. <laughs> Dude, I loved, I loved listening to you guys. Like There was twice you did That's Debatable, and both times I got a hell of a charge out of like hearing my friends that don't live near me talking to each other. Like Only in podcasting can that happen. That's so true. And I'm th thank you, first of all. I'm very honored. And thank you, of course, to Aaron, who I miss and hopefully can see and record something again with soon. Um, is this where I thank everyone I've ever known and also the Academy? Sure. Why not? <laughs> uh, thank you, everyone I've ever known and also the Academy. I couldn't have done it without you and the powers of alcohol and drugs. Uh-oh. <laughs> They're playing you off the stage, dude. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I don't have a clip for that. <laughs> okay, Brandon, you're going to have to do your award now. All right. Because my next award is a transition. <laughs> All right. Second annual best meme. For 2016, there's the good me, bad me. Okay. Which one is that one? That's the one where the me, I should go out running. Also me. Drink more beer. Okay. <laughs> I like also me better. Uh, Salt Bay. That's just like a... Oh, sorry, boys. That's Skype delay. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually... It's the best it's ever been, I think. Yeah, I'm, that's true. Yeah, it's running pretty smooth. Yeah, I think uh, it's because we're not doing Wi-Fi this time. Or we're that not. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I don't know enough about technology to <laughs> know. Since I've ground this momentum to a halt, I'm going to make the dumb joke anyway. That meme is like a modern-day version of Goofus and Gallant from Highlights Magazine. <laughs> you love your Goofus and Gallant references, dude. <laughs> You're the only one that knows that. <laughs> All right. Salt Bay. I don't know if you've seen this one. Mm -mm. The guy sprinkling salt, and they've done it with, like, sprinkling L's for losers. <laughs> it's become the new... Uh, Jordan, it kind of looks like uh, uh, it almost looks like uh, Iron Man sprinkling salt on stuff. Okay, Iron Man salting the earth <laughs> in the most uh, homosexual way possible. 
Obama and Biden last days. Oh, those are so good, dude. <laughs> I mean, those are the current front runner. And yeah. Ted Cruz is the Zodiac killer. <laughs> <laughs> front runner, this makes me so happy. I'm going to be honest. I didn't see any of these memes except for the Obama. Oh, I wanted to say O'Biden. Sure, why not? I'll just combine them into one name. The O'Biden memes. Like, I love the O'Biden memes. So I feel like Barry O'Biden is the greatest Irish basketball player of all time. <laughs> Barry O'Biden. Barry O'Biden. <laughs> Did right. he play for the Celtics for a couple of years? Sure. <laughs> of course he did. Towards the end of his career with yeah. Pistol Pete. Yeah, he was a big, slow white guy that Red Arbach drafted. <laughs> and your winner for best mean is O'Biden. Oh, yes. yay. I love so O'Biden. Which to those ones. Which one was your guys' favorite? Uh, I would definitely, honestly, um, I would go with. Barack and Barack and Biden's last days. Is that is that specifically the meme? What is that one? It's specifically like all the memes of the stuff they were doing in their last days in office. Because a that's like the only meme I really recognize. But also because I I don't know I've never felt so wistful. Like oh so what what I actually meant was like which one of those memes was your favorite? Because you know it was a series, right? Oh, oh, I don't know that I have one specific one. Mine was the Nerf gun when he's like, and then when Donald comes in, I'm going to hit him with the Nerf gun. He's like, Joe. And he's like, no, but I'm going to hide it under the paper. He's like, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Something about like his enthusiastic face holding a Nerf gun that I just loved. It's very Calvin and Hobbesy. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it kind of is. What was your favorite Uh, one stick out? The one that stuck out was some about leaving a bowl of Cheetos in the bathroom so he'd feel at home. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. Okay. Uh, Okay, so there's no more Zachary's, right? No, that's the only one unless I try to whip something up real quick, but there's no way it'd be any good. Okay, so we'll go to the last one. Biggest sign that we're now living under an authoritarian leader. Oh, this is going to go out on a bad note. I can tell already. Why did I do this? So Trump made a campaign promise to lock up his political opponent. Punching Nazis is now a modern trend because there's no so many Nazis in plain sight that national. Ah, I fucked that up. Hold on. Punching Nazis is now a modern trend because there's so many Nazis in plain sight, including the National Security Council. Traveling to and from the United States is heavily restricted based off a country's religious populations. Alternative facts is the 2017 version of Doublespeak, and George Orwell's 1984 has sold so many copies that the bookstore can't keep them on the shelves at the same time that John Hurt has disappeared. What are we going to go with, guys? Woo! All right. Um, let me go listen to Morrissey's greatest hits, then I'll get back to you. <laughs> you will not get back to us. You will have your wrists open. I know this for a fact. <laughs> well, we're not. We're not going to dwell on it. It's uh, George o. Orwell's 1984 sold so many copies that bookstores can't keep them on shelves at the same time that John Hurt has disappeared. That is definitely the most palatable outcome. The rest are too real. Yeah. 
Yeah, it also, and I'm going to be honest, it also just serves as like a uh, transition to talk about John Hurt dying um, on Friday. So, do you guys have a particular favorite John Hurt movie that that you can think of? Um, Alien. Alien. And then uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Okay. <laughs> I mean, they're basically the same, right? Like both Academy Award worthy films. So, it's not like Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? Not that no, one. I'm, no, <laughs> it was a tough race. I'll say that. <laughs> it was. It was surprising. Like I, I've gotten to the point where I recognize John Hurt and a lot of stuff because it, it's one of those weird things. Like he's only really the main character in like a handful of movies, but he's in yeah. so many big movies that when I he's actually, great in Elephant Man. Yeah. So you just named my favorite one right there. Um, I kind of have a tradition when somebody dies, I tend to put on my favorite movie of theirs and watch it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, this is a perfect opportunity to ruin my girl's lives and like <laughs> make, make them watch The Elephant Man. Because I saw it for the first time in second grade, dude. <laughs> Ouch. And guess what? Saw it every year, every couple of years. Well, every couple of years, I've seen that movie. Like, I love that movie. It's just like every time I need a good cry, put on the elephant man <laughs> and That's it works yeah a perfect choice and now you actually reminded me what my actual favorite john hurt movie is what's that because like i would say among the favorites are alien um i wasn't kidding about harry potter um yeah. the hellboy movies tinker taylor soldier spy midnight <sighs> express uh elephant man like all great stuff but and I didn't realize this was John Hurt until I was an adult, but I saw this movie much like you did in second grade and then many, many times after. He's one of the voices in Watership Down. Really? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, man. I actually haven't seen Watership Down. Watership Down. <laughs> but I also didn't Watership know that. Down. What's that? But I also didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys should check it out. Watch Watership Down. Read the novel. It's seriously amazing. It's so good. It is one of the most violent, bloody cartoons you've ever seen, and definitely the most violent cartoon you'll ever see about adorable bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I watched Happy Tree Friends. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, dude, I forgot about Happy Tree Friends. What a weird show that was. Yeah. Um, what about Spaceballs? Did we, all, did we all forget he's in Spaceballs? No, I didn't. But like, they were praising his alien role in Spaceballs. That's amazing. Who does that? Who's just like, yeah, I'm going to be on a parody, like in a parody movie, parodying my scene and just play the scene over again. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's amazing, dude. Like, I remember when I was a kid and it broke my mind after I saw Alien to realize it was the same guy. I was like, really? Did Rick Moranis play Darth Vader? Is that what's going on in this movie? <laughs> like, I didn't know. It was it was pretty cool. But um, The Elephant Man, a lot of people don't know that movie. I, I don't know how well it survived. I highly recommend that one. Like, check that it out. It holds up. I it mean, it's a, a David movie. Lynch movie. Yeah. And it's like the least David Lynchian movie that exists, maybe? No, 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 no. The least David Lynchian movie is Straight Story. Really? Is that just like a straight story? Yeah, it's a straight story. So the title actually works on three levels. It's a straight story. It's a story about a guy named Straight. And it's a story about a guy driving in a straight line. That's pretty great, actually. (laughs) (laughs) 
Is he playing that game that uh, they introduced into Congress, Brandon was talking about? Remember, you were talking about that video game with the bus where you just like drive in a straight line for 11 hours <laughs> going down some highway? Yeah, that has the, uh, the steering wheels broke, so you have to like hold it to the left. You can't like just like let it drive in a straight line. <laughs> you can't walk away from the game. <laughs> I love the idea that somebody's trying to like cheat on that game and win though. <laughs> like what could, what could even be at the end where it's worth it at the end of 11 hours? Like you sh- you show up in Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, no. it's like it's an eight There's only one thing that would make it worth it. What's that? If it's a solitaire thing where the cards go <laughs> oh, and like yeah. flip out towards the screen. If it did that, worth it. <laughs> Every game should end that way. It's kind of crazy that so many people know that end, though. Like a solitaire. Like so many people oh, have yeah. played solitaire on their computer to the point of where they see that. Like you would think that it would start thinning out now. No, not at all. People are still not down. at all. And do you want to know why it hasn't? Why is that? Do you know why Windows included solitaire and Minesweeper in their operating system to begin with? I know the answer to this. Um, a way to I keep Congress busy from like passing like horrible <laughs> bills. Or it's just like, here you go, Minesweeper. That was just a very positive side effect. <laughs> <laughs> why is it? Uh, it? It was actually to train people like when uh, computers were still relatively new, especially like personal computers in the home it was to train people how to point and click and drag and use the interface basically teaching sense. people how to use a mouse <laughs> makes sense yep whole reason they exist not funny but interesting <laughs> <laughs> well let's move on um let's see ben affleck has been in the news he dropped out as director for the batman but is staying on as a producer and Warner Brothers is denying that it has anything to do with live by night bombing. So now see, I think this is a genius move. I actually don't think it has that much to do with live by night bombing, although it might have something to do. That may be like a factor in it. I just think this is a genius move on Ben Affleck's part to be like, I still want to be attached to Batman and get a lot of credit for Batman and make a shit ton of money off Batman. But after seeing everything that's happened, see movies, it's probably smart for him to be like, I don't want that much credit for Batman in case this tanks too. <laughs> yeah. No, it is <clears throat> it is so in the perfect uh, zone because, and I don't know if he's doing this on purpose or not, but I had the same sort of thought. It was like Batman v Superman, you know, like he gets loads of credit for being Batman because so many people's expectations were low. That like they mm-hmm. were happy when they saw him, and like I was fine with him, but I didn't have low expectations either. I thought he was fine. It was the writing that was terrible in that movie, but now he gets to be like, if it does well, he's like, yeah, I wrote and produced and and like acted in it, you know. But if it bombs, <laughs> if it bombs, or if people don't like it, and it, I mean, let's be real, it's gonna do well. Like it's just gonna yeah. do well, but. If, if it's not liked by people, he can be like, no, dude, the director fucked that up. He doesn't have to say exactly. it right out of the gate, but he can say it later on. Like, no, he changed all this stuff from my screenplay or whatever. <laughs> exactly. He's the, He's got that card to play for the rest of his life. Plus, it's saving him down the line if people don't like the Batman movie. It's not another blemish on his directing resume. Like, I think if Live by Night being sort of a critical flop uh, and financial flop 
it was a factor. It was on his end being like, I can't afford another one of these, let alone another one of these being Batman of all things. Yeah. Yeah. I also, <clears throat> they're also like his reasoning too, was that he wanted to focus on acting and he had so much to do with producing that it was just too much. I can kind of see that too. Like, the- see, I don't totally buy that. Cause he wasn't that interested on focusing and acting in Argo. Yeah. Yeah. But it's town. a little bit different. And what I mean by that is, like, right now, if he says one sentence about the Batman, the Batman, like, whatever sentence he says, it becomes clickbait. And so, like, just parsing his words about everything that he does and says, I can see how that's fucking draining. And that's where it's different than Live By Night, I think. Like, Live By Night, he's going into interviews, and people are trying to get him to talk about the Batman. Or Justice yeah. League. You know what I mean? They yeah. don't give a shit about the movie that they're there to cover. They asked the bare minimum. Because I've seen some of these like press junkets. Like little snippets of them. And like they're asking the bare amount of questions that they have to to get by on like Live by Night. And then they're like, so Batman, Batman, Batman. <laughs> yeah. So about the Batman. Yeah. And you know he can't say shit about it. But um, I'd imagine that's pretty exhausting. If I was Ben Affleck, I would just make up shit to say about Batman. Like if I was on the Live by Night press tour and they're like, so Ben, uh, we heard you're working on the new Batman movie. Is there any little tease you can give your fans out there? I'd be like, yeah, uh, Batman is going to grow literal bat wings. And I think he's going to start getting blood. And I think we're going to call it Dracula. <laughs> Dude, you know that would be a headline, right? <laughs> Of course it would. They just, this is why I could never be Ben Affleck. I would have submarined my career way before Pearl Harbor <laughs> had a chance. To. Well, and he would have like, and the thing is, is if he said what you just said, the clickbait article of that would have been Ben Affleck thinks that Batman has wings. That would have been the headline <laughs> for that article right there. So, no, no. Batman has wings. Find out why. <laughs> <laughs> That's the clickbait article. Brandon is so much better at clickbait than you, Biggs. You gotta let him be in charge of every article you write now. Yeah, dude, you've got the Montucky Marketing from now on. <laughs> I'm gonna make that a company, Montucky Marketing. <laughs> Hello. Oh, you know that's already taken by a meth LLC. <laughs> There's actually a dude in town. We were talking about him the other day, but he. And he'll love this because I guess it's free advertising. But he goes, hello, Wayne here, Montana not Marketing. Not anymore. Oh, not anymore? He sold his business to Allegra. Oh, really? He yeah. sold that to Allegra? Yeah. So now all the Montana marketing stuff's done through Allegra. So does that mean I can go, hello, Biggs here, Montucky Marketing? Like, can I do that? Yeah. They're not a thing anymore. Fuck Yeah. So Lager doesn't have like the intellectual property or anything. Zach, you're in the biz now. Can you tell us about this? Does he have the intellectual property? Um. Well, okay. So <laughs> let me put on my lawyer cap real quick. Uh, and you know I are you versed in bird law? In bird law. <laughs> but the way I understand it. And this I mainly pick up from like seagulls and pigeons. They are the ones who have the most intellectual property in the bird world, as I'm sure you know. Uh, If you can go a year without a cheesy local commercial, you no longer have any right to anything you created ever. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's just the law. That's, That's awesome. just the law. It's written down. Ask President Trump. <laughs> okay, I gotta ask you, and we can quickly we can quickly like go by this if you don't want to talk about it. But <clears throat> do you have any dinners you want to talk about? <laughs> um, not so much a dinner. Uh, it was a lunch shoot actually. Okay. Um, uh, but my boss took me out on a shoot. I did some lights and sound for. Uh, we did a little shoot with uh, Kevin Smith and Harley Quinn Smith. Yay! Had a really Yay. great. Yeah, Sorry. I'm just like I'm and happy I, that I know somebody who met Kevin Smith. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Bix, he is exactly like you'd imagine he is. He is a constant talker. Yeah, good. The motor does not shut down. I respected the hell out of that. But basically, we went to a, a really great vegan restaurant in Hollywood called uh, Doomy's Home Cooking, and uh, Harley Quinn, who's a vegan, sort of talked to her dad about veganism, and um, they they sort of showed him around and got him on board a little bit. And it was fascinating. And a good time. And I was also paid to do it and got free food. And then my boss paid for my ticket to see Rogue One after. So all in all, pretty great day. That sounds like a great day. That is yeah. yeah that is a pretty awesome day. Uh, Let me tell you guys, the biz is great. I gotta ask you a couple of questions. Any dick jokes? Um, not that I remember, no. Not a lot of dick jokes. Um, I believe there was one uh breast joke related to milk. Like and milk and cheese, uh, milk and cheese. <laughs> but I believe that it got cut from the final edit. <laughs> <laughs> so like when he's off camera, is he all like dick jokes and stuff? Or is it just like, does he just sort of go into, does he like calm it down a bit? I always kind of wondered this. He definitely like calms it down. He's just sort of like a congenial guy, just like a nice guy introducing himself, chatting to people. He's just sort of like a like I'm sure if I got into a half hour conversation with him, there'd be some dick jokes for sure. But I, he was meeting all of us there on the shoot for the first time. So it's just like general pleasantries. Yeah, he seems like one of those dudes that. Uh, so there's like a lot of celebrities I just straight up wouldn't want to meet. Yeah, uh, just for various reasons, like some of them is because of like their reputation but then a lot of them is because like I worry that I wouldn't be able to handle it and like be okay. <laughs> and let's not kid ourselves. Some of them because they're so attractive that it might actually melt your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I have a wife. So then it like, it makes me look awful on top of Yeah. It. You don't want your wife getting jealous of Ryan Gosling and Ryan Reynolds. Like that's not good for your relationship. <laughs> no. Yeah. I don't want my wife to be like, we're never watching another Marvel movie with Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> like, I don't want that. <laughs> but, uh, like Kevin Smith has always struck me as like the type of dude that like, yeah, I could totally talk to Kevin Smith because like he what attracted to me to his movies in the first place was that his characters talked like me and Brandon talked and yeah. like all our friends talked, you know, like he was that thing where he was talking about the Death Star, like with the mm -hmm. bathrooms and the you know the contractors and everything this is the kind of stupid conversations we have all the time like so i always thought that i could actually have a conversation with him and like not well i would geek out but not geek out in a horrible way like geek mm -hmm. out in an appropriate kevin smith level because dude's kind of which he'd respect because he geeks out too yeah that's yeah. the thing like i love that i listen to his podcast and he's just like He's super excited about every movie that he talks about, whether they, I mean, whether I feel like they deserve it or not, he's way more positive and it's cause he's a little bit older than me and he's been through all the schlock that I've watched. Cause all the schlock that he watched, I watched too. 
And so you just <laughs> like you appreciate it. Like that's why I can like watch Suicide Squad and give it like a good rating, even though I recognize it's not a good movie. Like part of that is just like having watched so much bullshit superhero stuff that it's just like exciting that at least they got the characters right. Yeah, <laughs> except for the Joker, who, by yeah. the way, sorry, just because you said Suicide Squad, I realized that the last time I was on when I was back in Montana, uh, this didn't make the episode. But So I just need this recorded for, okay. for posterity <laughs> in case the aliens ever come. You sort of Bring, went off about Jared Leto. <laughs> did I? Yeah, I think so. I mean, was it was it on one of the recorded ones? No, 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 not at all. I just okay. remember. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I need this recorded. For, I went off on Jared Leto, and and a lot of it isn't his fault. I don't think he was good in the role, but this what this specific problem I have wasn't his fault. Suicide Squad. This is why you're a stupid fucking movie. The Joker can't own a bar because if the Joker owns a bar, then the Batman can find him so easily. Like, just do a Freedom of Information Act request, find out where he pays his taxes from, and walk there. You don't even need the Batmobile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's not like Lex Luthor where he's hiding in plain sight. Like, no. he's the Joker. He's not smart enough for that. He's too chaotic. Yeah. The Joker's supposed to be like a hurricane, just sort of blow in and then blow on away to God knows where. He can't be hanging out at the same place every night no. just drinking with models. It, you can't do it. <laughs> There's so much wrong with that movie, dude. Like that, <laughs> and, like, most of it is on Jared Leto's Joker. Like, so yeah. much of it is on. It's just, like, the grill. I hate the grill. It's mm-hmm. so like co-opting black culture, but then also just doesn't fit his character whatsoever. And the damage tattoo. I mean, yeah. Jesus Christ, just put him in a Hot Topic t-shirt if that's what you're going for. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember way back when we were uh, when they released the first photo of the Joker and we were talking about it up in my attic at the time? Uh-huh. And, uh, I think you were bringing up some meme that somebody had in like, like they did Batman with the same tattoo, like with the same kind of tattoo get up and he has a tattoo on him that says like dead parents. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like that joke was worth revisiting. Cause that's basically (laughs) what they did with the Joker. It really is. Also, this is a movie that seriously had Will Smith deliver the line. Huh? I guess we're some kind of suicide squad. Roll credits. Woo! Oh you gotta get that part in there. I mean, those kind of lines really only work if it's Christopher Lloyd saying, Marty, we have to go back to the future. Like when it's obviously corny to begin with. Yeah. You can't make a serious movie about some sort of dancing space witch and then drop that shit on me. <laughs> Can I cop to something here? When you started talking, when you said Christopher, my mind went to walking. <laughs> and I was trying to picture walking, yelling about Back to the Future, and I was like, "What?" And then I was like, "Oh, you didn't say walking. Sorry." <laughs> but now I wish I had. Can you uh, deliver Christopher Walken delivering that line? Is that a possibility? Sure. Why not? Why not? We're in the internet days. Somebody can cut that together for us. I'm not going to. I'm far too lazy. I got too many things to do. But <laughs> but someone can. Yeah. Why not? Uh, I got one more piece of news here, and then we're done with I the news. I got one more as well. Oh, you do? Okay. Do you want to do yours oh. first? So, oh. 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 we got a podcaster down. Oh, I think I think Zach's 
getting beat up right now. Okay. Sorry about that, boys. You may have heard me howling uh, as, I, <laughs> as I ripped my headphones out of my ears. I just got uh, one of the worst cramps I've ever had in my life. Are you to okay? The point I was, yeah. Oh, I'm fine. I was just flopping about my bed like some sort of fish. And not oh. like a cool fish that you want to hang on your wall. One of the sad ones, like a real chubby catfish. Was it like behind your knee? It was right in the calf. Oh. Oh. Dude, I if, get those a lot. If you want to go get a drink of water, we can cover this piece of news. And then we got one other one. Because that's, that's, I used to get bad cramps all the time. They always told me it's because you're dehydrated. Um, I've actually got a bottle of water right here. Okay. And I'm giving myself a good old-fashioned rub down. So you, I are think we'll be- you are so from L.A., dude. You got a bottle of water all ready to go <laughs> at all times. Dude, I have set this up. I have a bottle of water downstairs, bottle of water upstairs. I got a bottle of water at work, and I have a bottle of water stashed away at my friend's house. <laughs> nice. I do like that Like, there's kind of an artistic thing going on to the picture right now, which nobody can see except for us because like, we got this crazy triangle thing. Oh, now it's gone. Now it's gone. You oh, ruined it. I'm so sorry. Oh, it was so good, too. Oh, I'm sorry that you got a cramp, man. That's miserable. That That's happened to LeBron, and he had to leave game six of the finals. Oh. That's right. Uh, wait, and this four. is basically my game six of the finals. <laughs> Episode 300 is better than this for me. I'm at game four. <laughs> I got messed up. <laughs> eh, four, six. What's the difference? Yeah, because I think I'm it was, LA. We don't need to know how to count here. We're pretty. I think that was like a San Antonio air conditioning getting knocked out situation, if I remember right. You got dehydrated. But let's move on. Anyway. Okay, so you, you have something you want to bring up? So here? Diego Luna is scheduled to be Scarface in a remake of Scarface. Yeah, yeah, I read about that. So, the, and this is—I'm trying to remember—is this the guy who was in Rogue One? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because I read that earlier, and it didn't like it didn't register with me. And then you just said that, and I realized, like, oh yeah, he's in Rogue One. Uh, which is obvious to everybody. I'm sorry. Yeah. One glass yeah. of wine down. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I but, only have two thoughts about this news. Yeah. The first thought, uh, we don't need this. Right. The That's... second thought, keep getting them checks, Diego. <laughs> Get paid. Cash in while you can. Get paid. Well, the problem with it to me, because I was kind of on board with this, they were talking about making him a Mexican and making it in L.A., which I'm kind of all about. But... The director just dropped out today. That was also news today. So oh, they're looking for. I didn't for see an, that one. Yeah. So oh wait, so you're saying there's a job I can apply for? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, you you should do, do it. You could direct Star Scarface, dude. What do you sure, want to know about not? Scarface? I've seen both of them. I could fill you in on all of it. <laughs> uh, you guys can come in as creative consultants and also as cocaine mules. You should. You should apply for whoever the Frank position is. Like you should. <laughs> you should try out for it. I think you would be a great Frank, dude. I have nothing but friends. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm uh, The second we hang up, I'm going to go into the bathroom and start running lines. Yeah. <laughs> Just stare into the mirror and scream. All right. Are you ready? Here we go. Don't get rule number two. Don't get high in your own supply. Like you have to say it very quickly because Michelle Pfeiffer is nagging at him. Just man, man, man. <laughs> So... <laughs> I think you would be great in this movie, Zach. I think I would, too. I also want to hang out with Diego Luna and do fake cocaine. But you're not down for this movie? 
I mean, I don't feel like the world needs it. That being said, if there's some universe where I could be in that movie, because I'm not going to be in that movie, obviously. But if I could, then I would be very much for it, which really shows you the depth of my hypocrisy now that I'm a Californian. (laughs) (laughs) I like I feel weird about this movie because I feel like they're two for two with these movies. And so I kind of want to see three for three. Like, I, I'm not so precious with the Al Pacino one where I'm like, no more. Because I'm also like, you know, he's kind of a white dude playing a Cuban. Like, maybe we could do this slightly different. And the first time it was like they were doing an Italian thing. I kind of like the idea that they got a Mexican guy to play a Mexican. Like that, that I'm into. Like, if you're going to yeah. do another Scarface, give us the Mexican, Mexican Scarface. But then give all sorts of Scarfaces. Give me Peruvian Scarface. Give me South African Scarface. Yeah. Give me Lebanese Scarface. Give me Lithuanian Scarface. I want every Scarface. But if you're going to do that and you're going to do it through sequels, don't do it like Carlito's way, like the sequel to that one. Because that thing was so <laughs> bad. And it didn't even connect up to the first Carlito's way. I have to go off on this for a second. Have you guys seen Carlito's Way? Yes. No. No. Okay. You should see Carlito's Way. That's my first thing. <laughs> That's my first thing seeing it. Like it's it's Brian De Palma who did Scarface. He does Carlito's Way. It's got Pacino in it, and he's playing Carlito. Um and uh yeah, Sean Penn plays like a Jewish lawyer and like does a great job in it. And then who's the guy who plays uh the Ranger in Lord of the Rings? Viggo Mortensen, yeah. Academy Award nominee Viggo Mortensen. Yeah, he plays a dude who shits himself in a wheelchair and currently oh, goes away. Now, here's the thing. De Palma, <laughs> I was on the fence. Uh, you give me uh, Pacino, uh, more interested, but still on the fence. You give me shitting himself Viggo Mortensen, and I could not be more interested. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he doesn't have a colon anymore, and he gets scared <laughs> by Carlito. It's it's a long story but it's really good like the camera work is incredible in it like they have these scenes in these clubs where the way i don't know it's just the cinematography is really incredible but i i really dig that movie and then like i saw that they made carlito's way rise to power and i'm like it can't be good right like i haven't heard anything and i'm like but maybe it's good and so i go to check it out and it is so bad it is so fucking bad it was one of Sean Puffy Combs' worst things he's ever done. Which is a really hard bar to slide under. Yeah. <laughs> I mean he did he did uh he did that Zeppelin song, right? Yeah. What was it? Come away? Come with me. Come with me, that was it. <laughs> was it that? Uh, uh, the only way I know that is because I remember the parody they did on SNL which Come was, Away. Come, come with me again. Oh that's right, come with me again. <laughs> How is it that that song was a hit, but the Godzilla movie bombed? They were both equally bad to me. Yeah, it was all around pretty bad. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so moving on to my piece of news. Um, Chad Stileski, if I got it right? So he's going to produce the Highlander remake at this point. Apparently it's gone through a few incarnations, but he wants to make it a trilogy is number one. So right away, I'm going to say, like, this is some good planning. 
It's not like Highlander of the past where it's like, yeah, we're going to make one and like end it forever and then make a second one and end it forever and then make a third one and end it forever and then make a fourth one and leave it open. And, and then and a, TV make a TV show. show. <laughs> and I heard that they had a fifth and sixth one. I don't know if that's true. But I was at this point. I treat it like video. I think of the Highlander franchise like video games. I just assume a new one comes out every year until I'm proven. (laughs) (laughs) But this is this is how I know that this guy is the right guy for the job. You ready? So he said this. He said this. He said these movies feel like they have to have a Queen soundtrack, and so he made it clear. Yeah, this movie doesn't go forward if we can't get the rights to the Queen songs. They're going to fucking have Queen score the movie, dude. Okay, that I'm actually stoked about. <laughs> yeah. That is amazing news, especially if, like, they use up all the Queen songs in the first one and then have to figure out a way to pad out the music in the rest of the trilogy. So they start <laughs> mixing and matching, like, the instrumentals with vocal takes and making all new Queen songs. Just use, like, other Queen songs. Like, you can have you can have the Kurgan, like, steal somebody who... Uh, who Connor is with or whatever, and then be like, I want it all. Hey, <laughs> I want it all, and I want it now. Like, Come just, to think of it, do you think they can use the Flash Gordon soundtrack in one of these movies? I think they should. I think <laughs> they it would be better. <laughs> and I think they better use the clips from Sound Gordon too. Like, don't edit up this music. Like, I mean, you know, straight up be like a Flash, Flash, I love you, but we only have 14 hours to save the Earth. Like, use it all. <laughs> use it all you got it all use it that's right <laughs> well i'm fucked out on topics do you have anything you want to talk about zach before we go there's so um, many things since we last saw you this is there i feel like there's a lot of stuff so much so that i don't i don't even know where to begin and i feel like i probably could have prepared better no, uh, but then i didn't do that <laughs> um what about Rogue one I do, have, I do have uh one thing i'm gonna tease you with i don't think i should talk about it on the podcast not because of any like i might get in trouble or whatever but just because on a professional level i feel like i shouldn't talk about my work too much on this podcast where i actively talk shit about people right uh but i've, I've got some rick and morty stuff to tell you guys once you stop recording Ooh, <laughs> little teaser <laughs> not for you guys <laughs> no not for the listeners fuck the listeners i shit talk everyone but i shit talk you most of all listeners i shit talk you most of all you're Jesse Simpson, is that right? I'm Jimmy Simpson. Jimmy Thank you Simpson. Not Jessica Great, Simpson. Great, now I'm going to have to watch the video and see McPoyle the entire time. <laughs> I wonder how many images I can even find for him on Google. Oh. Find the one where he's in a robe shirtless with milk dripping down his face. <laughs> <laughs> I still cannot believe that like he wound up being in Westworld. Like it boggles my mind that like he was in the high like maybe the most highbrow show of the year. Is that fair to say? I, I would not say that's the most Westworld's the most highbrow show of the year. Okay, what would you say was the most highbrow show of the year? Um I I mean the Americans is always in that conversation. Um I feel like, honestly, the night of, I would put in that conversation from, like, the pilot I saw. I don't know. I feel like anytime you have uh, cowboys and robots, you are no longer allowed to highbrow. Like, you can have cowboys and be highbrow or robots and be highbrow, but you can't have both and be highbrow. (laughs) You can't do both. (laughs) 
You can't do both. You got to pick one to be highbrow. Uh, but it's funny. Uh, I was actually very willing to accept Jimmy Simpson as uh, first the type character and later a villainous type character in Westworld, uh, even after the McPoyle stuff, only because uh, so I'm one of the only people who watched all of the newsroom, I think. And I'm certainly one of <laughs> I definitely them. was not one of them. No. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm one of the only people. And I'm certainly one of the only people who liked all of the newsroom. Uh, and I'm willing to admit I'm in the wrong on this one. But God damn it, I enjoyed that show. And he's in one episode as an ethics professor, like a straight-laced ethics professor. Uh-huh. And that spun my head around so much that him as a cowboy actually made more sense. <laughs> <laughs> I only knew him as Big Poyle, so I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and he's the good guy? I mean, that. you know what? I'm not going to spoil it. The Westworld should be seen. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to spoil any of this stuff. The internet did a good job of doing that. but You do a Westworld deep dive? Because I got a lot of thoughts on Westworld. Dude, yes. Yes. Some, right. night, some night I'm going to do a bonus episode with you. And Perfect. we're just going to like fucking nerd out on Westworld. Oh, yeah. It's going to be great. We're going to go crazy deep level shit. All right. I'm just going to say it right now. Episode 303, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We gave ourselves a little buffer room, which I like. It gives me time to rewatch and take notes. I'm stoked. <laughs> Brandon, that also gives you time to catch up and join us, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you got an opportunity here, Brandon, if you want it. <laughs> He did see five minutes at the end of the first episode, so he's in. <laughs> well, if you're going to see any part. Oh, um, I forgot. The most highbrow show of the year, and also the best show of the year, uh, I just need to say this to anyone who's listening. Atlanta was the best TV show of 2016. Yeah, I still got to get to Atlanta. I haven't seen Atlanta it yet. Atlanta is the show. Atlanta is the show. It was highbrow and insane and absurd and surreal and hilarious and heartfelt and dramatic all at the same time it's a show unlike anything else um we could do a deep dive on that show fuck everyone watch atlanta make that your priority just watch atlanta all right fair enough i promise you by the next time i i talk to you i'll have seen some atlanta and it's not just the wine talking i'm really gonna do this i was planning on doing it before but i i have i'm trying to catch up on archers what's happening right now i'm almost there so episode 303 is Westworld Deep Dive, deep dive and episode 333 is Atlanta Deep Dive. All right, there you go. <laughs> There's so many shows. <laughs> All right, so we should cut it off here. It was, it was fucking great catching up with you again, Zach. Thank you for being on episode 300. You were literally the reason why it's a special episode. It's not just oh. a number. You guys are too sweet. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm sorry I can't be on more, but it was delightful to hear your voices again, and hopefully I can come back soon and, uh, you know, keep a seat open for me like Elijah the Prophet. Just keep a chair open for me. Anytime you're here on a Tuesday, it's open, and now that we got the Skype, when we can figure out to actually put in your face, we will definitely do it. (laughs) Honestly, I think the picture thing might be funnier, so I'm going to say we keep it. Well, people already know the joke by the time they see it. But if you don't know the joke, that's because you got to get on Facebook Live and like the Not Safer Network and check it out there. We're doing a video there every week. So eventually YouTube, maybe this episode, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see how it looks at the end. So, So take it easy. Is 
Zach, he's respecting the outro just for you. I was. Yeah. Guys, I appreciate that so much. I'll be honest with you, the only reason I'm respecting the outro is because I cannot hear it. So you actually talked over it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't actually have debates on my show. It's called That's Debatable, but I don't really have an affirmative or negative debate, really. It's not a win or loss kind of debate. The way that I've organized the show is to kind of try to talk about arguments um, as opposed to having any one argument in particular. I think talking about arguments is a fun way to have an argument. You're kind of arguing with people as opposed to necessarily against them. A not safe for network podcast. Take that OD, you drink it down to the label. Yeah. You uh, get yourself a funnel from a gas station. <laughs> uh, you then pour sauce in up to where the, the malt liquor started. Fill her back up. Mm-hmm. So you got yourself a little bit of a buzz on because you just drank about a third of a bottle of malt liquor. Put it inside yourself. Mm-hmm. Experience what we just had the absolute privilege of mm-hmm. experiencing in such a thickening. Yeah. I don't see any way that anyone's ever going to regret this. Yeah. We had a good life. When Wilford Brimley is telling you that that's what he's going to do, you're like, oh, wow, it must be aliens. It's totally because the mustache. Yeah. Yeah, believe the mustache because when he is in the thing and he is missing the mustache. Bad news. There's something about him that's not right. And the characters pick up on it right away and they lock him away. (laughs) You know, the plot suggests it's for other reasons, but he is a man that should have a mustache. And when he doesn't, it codes for strangeness. And just all around wrongness and weirdness. The Alien Movie Project. Hi, I'm Biggs. Check out my podcast, Biggs on Film, where I do insightful commentaries on films that you love. Uh, Gort the Robot, they call him Newt. Yeah, Newt. Like like he's uh, Norwe- like, Norwegian. Yeah, he's mostly Norwegian. Mostly. <laughs> the two fancy skeletons in the back are the worst. Dude. I know, they're the best. <laughs> like, it's no wonder they lost this battle. <laughs> That's a gross-looking punching bag. Dude, oh, yeah, I'd be that worried punching... about getting Seminilla punching that bag. I think he might have given that punching bag salmonella. Well, every now and then it's insightful. Find us on iTunes.